Good morning, everyone. We continue this amazing journey on Neon and Beyond to get you up close and personal and keep you in the know of great things that continue to happen here in the greatest state ever. That is Nevada. Now, there is a really cool event that is coming up on Friday, June 17th, right around the corner. And it's going to be at the Dollar Loan Center. And uh, you can get tickets. And it's something that you might not know about. We've talked about it throughout the years here on Neon and Beyond. But it's our Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. And it's the induction of great athletes that have blessed our amazing state. Some of the class this year, after a two-year hiatus, so this is really big this year, you guys. Larry Brown is there. Um, You might know DeMarco Murray. You might know Sean Davis. And... Bringing up the girl power, someone right here from Las Vegas, Amy Purdy, and she joins us this morning. Good morning, Amy. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I don't know that I gave you a big enough intro. I'm just (laughs) in awe that we get to talk to you this morning. And first of all, congratulations on being inducted. Uh, Thank you. I mean, it's such an honor. The fact that we were supposed to do this two years ago, obviously COVID hit. So it's going to be it's going to be really special and really important, you know, just having everybody there together for the first time. Absolutely. This is really, really cool. And as a Las Vegas native and a graduate of Cimarron Memorial High School, I there's so many interesting facets here. First of all, being a female in the sport of snowboarding. Um, I'm sure that when people first meet you, they're like, in Las Vegas? Like, where did you <laughs> snowboard, right? I know, I know. I always say you don't expect a professional snowboarder to come from Las Vegas. but <laughs> And <laughs> since and the age of 15. Sorry, what was that? Since the age of 15. This is just amazing. We got to hear the, yeah. your story. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. And so, yeah, to go on to become a professional athlete, a professional winter athlete, you know, it just goes to show you have to really follow your dreams. Doesn't matter where you come from. But I, I grew up in Vegas. We grew up snowboarding and skiing within my family. We had a condo that was in Southern Utah in Brinehead. So we go up there on the weekends and ski. And I was never good at it. I was really never good at skiing. Um, my whole family skied and I just, you know, I crossed my tips and I'd fall and I couldn't get up. And I remember being in Brinehead and I had, I had fallen on my skis and my dad was kind of frustrated. He's like, come on, get up. And right then this snowboarder uh, flew right past me. And actually she was, it was, a, it was a girl, which was awesome. It was like the first snowboarder I ever saw was actually a woman, even though there weren't many female snowboarders at the time. Right. But she was having so much fun. And I told my dad, I said, uh, I said, I'm not skiing anymore. I'm going to snowboard. And I remember my dad saying, well, you're not going to learn how to snowboard till you learn how to ski. And the next year, I was 15 years old. I had just entered high school. I had met a group of skateboarders who, at the time, I was an artist. So I was not an athlete at all. I just, I love to paint and draw. And I was taking uh, some painting classes at at Cimarron. And some of the the skateboarders in my class uh, also snowboarded. And they invited me to go snowboarding with them. And so we went up to Brian Head, and I instantly fell in love with it. I, I fell in love with it. I mean, it was something that I ended up doing every single weekend, every Christmas break. All I wanted for Christmas was a snowboard. 
it's, it's who I became. Like it, it was who I was and the friends that I, that I met and who I was around, it all came from snowboarding. And so I knew that snowboarding would be a part of my life forever. In fact, I did want to be a professional snowboarder at a young age. I actually just came across a, um, uh, like a letter that I wrote myself or wrote to my mom. And I, I told her, Mom, can I borrow 20 bucks? I promise when I become a professional snowboarder, I'll pay you back. <laughs> and, and But, you know, I, I really didn't know if that's something I'd go on to do. But what I ended up doing is I became a massage therapist the day after I graduated high school, moved to Salt Lake City, became a massage therapist because my thought was I could travel the world and snowboard and I would have this job that would kind of pay my way. And so I became a massage therapist, ended up getting hired at the Venetian Hotel at Canyon Ranch. I was the youngest massage therapist hired at that time. And so I thought, I'm going to work for a year, save up money, and then travel the world and snowboard. And a couple months after starting work, I got really sick one day. I was, I was at work, and I, I felt like I was coming down with the flu. So I went home from work early. And within the next 24 hours, I was in the hospital on life support, given less than a 2% chance of living. And it ended up not being the flu like we, we initially thought. It was meningococcal meningitis, which, was a very, which is a very, very deadly bacteria that somehow got into my bloodstream. And when it does that, the bacteria multiplies every 20 minutes. It's incredibly deadly. It has a very high death rate within the first 15 hours of contracting the bacteria or of your first symptom. And so I was rushed to the emergency room. I ended up spending close to three months in the hospital where I fought for my life. I ended up losing my kidney function. I lost my spleen. I lost the hearing in my left ear. And due to the septic shock that my body went into, I ended up losing both of my legs below the knees. So my life changed forever. And um, I also thought my dream of, of snowboarding and traveling the world was gone. Oh, I, I mean, just hearing that story is just so scary. And you're on this path. And, and from 15, you're just like, this is what I'm going to do. And you're making it happen. And then what did you do? So when I was in the hospital, I mean, that was a very defining time in my life, as you can imagine. That's kind of where I started to shape my perspective and and vision of my future and and what that was going to look like. And I really chose to not be a victim. I chose to take what I had and move forward and figure out what I could do. And I still had this major vision for snowboarding. In fact, I kept asking the doctors and nurses, I would um, I would uh, ask them when I, you know, when can I snowboard? Can I snowboard on two prosthetic legs? It's in all of my medical records, like on all the doctor's notes. It will say the patient keeps asking if she can snowboard again. We don't know. She has to get prosthetic legs, and um, and so it was just something that I never gave up. And I actually remember laying in the hospital, visualizing myself snowboarding again, and I visualized it so strongly that I knew I would do it. I didn't know how. I just knew that I would do it again. And I actually made a goal for myself. I decided that I had never missed a season of snowboarding, and I wasn't about to. 
so I decided I was going to snowboard that year. When I lost my legs, it was August of 2000. Oh, gosh. Ah, August of 1999, I believe, is when I lost my legs. And it was that winter that I decided I was going to snowboard again, and I did. Um, It wasn't easy. My legs came off. My ankles didn't move. Uh, I was very frustrated. It felt impossible. Little did I know at that time, that was the beginning of my Olympic career. Um, So thank God I didn't give up. But I ended up uh, building a pair of feet that I could snowboard in because there weren't any feet on the market. So I took pieces and parts, kind of Frankenstein these feet together that I could actually snowboard in. That's what got me back up on my feet. And once I realized that I could snowboard, I wanted to help others do the same. So my husband and I started a nonprofit organization called Adaptive Action Sports, where we train athletes with disabilities uh, how to snowboard, but also how to make the U.S. snowboarding team. And through the organization, we were able to get snowboarding into the Paralympic Games for the very first time, which I then went on to compete and become a three-time Paralympic medalist. And so... Uh, you know, it's amazing because that passion for snowboarding is what got me through my darkest days, but also what brought me to kind of my biggest accomplishments as well. I, I am just in awe of you. I really am because you you have just turned everything around. And really, like you said in the beginning, you can make anything happen as long as you dream big, right? As long as you dream big and you, and you really believe in your heart, you can do it. You don't have to know how. And I think the thing that's important is we oftentimes want to know how we're going to do something before we believe that we're going to do it. But it's kind of the other way around. If you can believe that you can do it because you can feel it in your heart, you don't know how all the pieces haven't come together yet. It kind of seems impossible, but you feel it so deeply. It drives you. It's that drive that gets you to where you want to be in your life. And so the how will figure itself out. You know, if you know your why, the how will figure itself out. And so for me, I I knew why I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it because it made me feel alive. It's it's how I I, uh, connected with my friends. It's um, also I I realized that when I figured it out, I could help others do the same. And so it just became uh, more than a passion for me. It really became a, a huge part of my purpose. And so, yeah, so then went on to become a three time Paralympic medalist and uh, became really a face of Paralympic snowboarding. Um, and now my husband and I train athletes to make the U.S. snowboarding team uh, for the Paralympic Games. And um, yeah, I mean, a- and I've gone on to be a motivational speaker and writing right. your kind of selling book and kind of dancing with the stars came from all of that as well. But, you know, it all came from this just belief that I could do it. And I, I had never seen myself, like I didn't visualize myself in the Olympics uh, because at the time I lost my legs, snowboarding wasn't in the Olympics, let alone the Paralympics. So that wasn't really a, a vision of mine. It was more just I knew I wanted to do this. I knew that there had to be a way. I knew that it would take somebody who's passionate enough to figure it out. And so for me, it was really just baby steps, like just taking the first step of following my passion. And eventually that led to my purpose where I could help others do the same. 
I love that you have found your purpose. And not only that, you model, you're an actress, motivational speaker, training athletes that have gone through severe adversity and just coming back on that other side. What were, what are you going to do next? <laughs> I um, Well, so I just retired from snowboarding. I competitive snowboarding. So it's such an honor to be honored at, uh, for the Nevada sport or the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. It's huge. I mean, I, I believe I'm the only female being honored um, yes. this time. And that's, it, it's huge. And it's, it's so exciting, especially for me coming from Nevada, you know, being a snowboarder, not being an athlete when I, when I was young and, and yet kind of turning my life into that direction as I got older. I mean, I think it just goes to show that anything's possible. And so, um, so really, I, I think my, you know, my dreams now are continuing to help other people and, and kids believe that they can live their possibilities as well and to believe in the possibilities and to believe that they are capable of living their dreams. And so I continue to speak. I speak all around the world and I have another book that I'm starting to write. And I think right now it's, it's kind of less about me physically figuring out the possibilities. I kind of already did that, but I want to be able to help others do the same. And so before we let you go, because I just, I mean, I could talk to you for hours and hours. You just, you're so inspiring, really. You really are. And I'm sure you hear that all the time, but man, you have such an amazing story. This morning, we're talking with Amy Purdy. She is an inductee into the Nevada Sports Hall of Fame, the only female. Let's make sure we get that out there and has gone (laughs) over a ton of adversity and come out on the other side and just proving that you can, you can, you can, you just have to believe and you just have to do it. And that is going to happen on Friday, June 17th. You can get your tickets. You can check it all out. Just find out more at snshf.com. And and Amy, before we let you go, you know, you talked a lot about the kiddos and just people in general. What is your biggest piece of advice for everyone? I mean, you have such an incredible story. Can you narrow it down to let us know before we let you go? <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many different messages. I know. But, I mean, I think, I think just in general... It's, it's looking at our challenges really as stepping stones, as motivators to get us to where we want to be. We so often look at our challenges as roadblocks, but really the obstacle really does become the way when you lean into it and you embrace who you are and where you're at right now. I learned a long time ago, and I'd love to know your opinion on this, to embrace the suck because it will help you become better. Oh, exactly. We, we want to avoid it. You know, we resist yes. it. We try to, we, A, we don't try because we don't want to fail. We don't want to make mistakes. We don't want to suck because that doesn't feel good. So A, like just trying to resist it is what makes us not even try in the first place. And then once we do fail and once we do make mistakes and once we do realize things are really, really hard and not coming easily, we often step away because it's uncomfortable to be there. But if you can stick it out, if you can stick it out, if you can look at it as a challenge, not as truly not as a burden, but as a challenge to figure out, then that's more motivating. That's like, okay, this is a challenge and I am going to figure it out one way or another. And it's all just a perspective change. Absolutely. Amy, I am just honored. I feel so blessed, so much of a better person talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time and a big, big congratulations to you for being honored. That is just amazing and huge. And right here from Las Vegas, kudos to you.
Uh, thank you. Thank so you, much. Amy. We look forward to it on June 17th. And I hope we get to talk sooner than later. And good luck with the next book. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye.